So do you remember writing this poem? I do not remember writing it, because that's true of many of my poems. But I was surprised to find out how long ago I wrote it and how early on in my stay in Kanimpong, and long before I had any real contact with the untouchable Buddhists. Well, at that time, they hadn't, of course, converted to Buddhism anyway. So yes, I was surprised how long ago I wrote it. I think after I'd been in Kanimpong just a couple of years, there weren't those sort of problems in Kanimpong, so it must have been some residual memory of what I'd seen in other parts of India. Because you can't go very far in India without you know, coming across examples of untouchability and people living in all sorts of demeaning ways. Of course, if you can find yourself touring from luxury hotels, you don't see very much. But I was never in a luxury hotel anyway. <laughs> do you remember um, India shocking you at all? Do you remember your first sort of experiences of India in that sense? My very first, my first experience, I remember very well. I'd landed, you know, with my unit in India, in Bombay, and once got on the train to Delhi. The train was waiting to leave the station. Of course, I was looking out of the window. All my friends were looking out of the window. And what was the first thing we saw? Beggars. Mm. Hmm? Beggars, also crippled beggars. Children with babies. Yeah? All demanding, you know, bakshish, bakshish. It was a really horrifying sight. We'd not seen anything like that in our lives before. It was a real shock. It certainly was a shock to me. So that was my initial impression. And of course, people will say, well, that's very one-sided. There are many other sides to Indian life. That's true. But bakery and untouchability are still problems. So many years after independence, even. And of course, later on in my wanderings in South India with my friend uh, Budarakshita, I saw many examples of, uh, well, not only untouchability, but invisibility that some castes were so low that they had to keep out of the way of everybody else because contact with them even the sight of them would be polluting i've written a bit about this in my memoirs and do you ever remember having that internal question for yourself like well what should i be doing with this amount of suffering how should i be responding now yes i i must say that I didn't feel like that very early on. I think in those days, from a Buddhist point of view or spiritual point of view, I was much more concerned with my own spiritual life and the broader interest in what might be called the social implications of Buddhism struck me only later in life. In any case, I felt well, one has got to develop some degree of spirituality, for want of a better term, before one should try helping others. That's not altogether true, one might say, because one can <laughs> give quite a bit of help to others without being very spiritual oneself at all. But you, you see what I mean? I do. Yeah. 